Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Divided Films, the podcast where we talk about movies that audiences and critics do not agree on. With me, as always, is Keith, my co-host. Hello! And joining us on the podcast today, our very good friend, Sabrina Blackburn. Welcome, Sabrina. Hi, everyone. Hi, listeners. <laughs> so good to have you on, Sabrina, uh, as a guest for the first time and hopefully not the last. Yeah, this is my first time recording a podcast. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, we're opening a whole new world for you, Sabrina, the world of podcasting, one which we will never return from. <laughs> This might be my new thing now, like recording <laughs> podcasts, my new quarantine hobby. If you become a huge podcast star, don't forget us, okay? This is where you got your start. Yeah, you're never forget now. the first. You're, you're in it. You're in it. <laughs> you're in the world now. So uh, today, we are talking about the uh, 2006 comedy, She's the Man, uh, starring Amanda Bynes and directed by Andy Fickman. Uh, this movie falls into the category of having a negative score with critics and a positive score with audiences. On Rotten Tomatoes, the uh, the scores with critics, 43% approval from critics and a 79% approval from audiences. So 36% difference there, uh, quite significant. Uh, and the critics' consensus on She's the Man. Shakespeare's wit gets lost in translation with Cheese the Man's broad slapstick, predictable jokes, and unconvincing plotline. Uh, so that's that's your uh, like just little synopsis there on the you know divide in opinions on Cheese the Man. Ouch! Uh, and it's it's so funny too because I feel like the reasons that Rotten Tomatoes is giving this negative score are all the reasons why I would give this a positive score. <laughs> like the unconvincing plot line, that's fine with me. Like a broad slapstick, sure, why not? Um, and, um, you know, Amanda Bynes as the star, you know, I think that's like right up her alley. So real quick, you know, what we'll go around and say like what our experience is with this movie and what we think of this divide between critics and audiences. We'll start with Sabrina. What, uh what was your take on this on this movie and its divided opinion. I mean, I this is actually one of my favorite films, so I completely disagree with the critics. I mean, mm -hmm. it's everything you want in a movie, like a feel-good film. I mean, it's it's has it on paper. She's the man, you know. It says it in the title. It's really funny. It's just easy to watch. You can throw it on. I mean, I saw this movie when I was 16, 17, so it's everything I want. Amanda Bynes like icon the early yeah, 2000s yeah. Channing Tatum hello like early Channing a skinny Channing skin, Tatum he was so skinny but still has like that amazing jawline you know yeah <laughs> yeah he had that since he was born this was like pre uh step up days pre like uh that, you know, same 20... year that was a big year 2006 was like his breakout year yeah, this is yeah. like his first big, big film. And he yeah. is actually really brilliant at it. He's so good. He like plays the straight man, but he still like has that kind of comedy underlying. Yeah. It's so good. And David <laughs> Cross is in it. Like, hello. Like, oh, man, love David Cross. Comedic genius. I mean, it's just a fun, feel-good film. Like, I don't know what you want from this kind of film. Like, do you want like elevated Shakespeare? No, like I'll go to the theater to see Shakespeare. I want to see Amanda Bynes on screen in a wig hello <laughs> i demand 
like Shakespeare everywhere I go, including the cinema. Yeah, we're not seeing high art here. <laughs> this is like an early 2000s comedy, so I get what I want and I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely like um, in that like tradition of like ridiculous, but like just overall like hilarious 2000s comedies, right? Mm-hmm. Like it fits like the bill. What, what do you think, Keith? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, oh, uh, this, this is hook all over. I know this, th- no, this, this, this is hook all over again. I feel like, uh, uh, I'm definitely the bad guy here. Uh, I didn't hate this movie. I felt bad for this movie. Uh, it reminded, like, it reminded me, like, take the worst SNL skit like sketch that you can think of and everything why you don't like it and apply it to this movie i didn't hate it but it made me appreciate other movies yeah it made me appreciate other movies like 10 things i hate about you or mrs doubtfire or i i I didn't want Keith, to... <laughs> are we about to fight it out here? I guess no, I get. You know we we've been friends ding, for ding, a while. Ding. We've been friends for a while and I, I there I always have to laugh that we just there are some things that we just we always disagree on. Like when when I like something you're like I don't like this song and you like this movie and I'm just I'm not even lukewarm on it. I just feel bad for it. You feel bad. I know. I know. I do kind of have to laugh. I know. I know. And I, that's uh, to quote Billie Eilish, I am the bad guy. Like, I, I, this is hook all over again, but I do. Well, what's, but let me ask you this, though, Keith. Did you laugh, like, with this movie, or did you, like, laugh at this movie? There is only one moment when I laughed. And it was the ending, not because of the ending, but it was when she's going to meet Channing Tatum at the end. And it's like, I'm the janitor. Like, I'm just closing stuff down. I was I like, I just got to turn the sprinklers I, on. That, oh, it, it, yeah. was, it was such a surprise. Classic. It was like, a, it was like humor from another movie. And it was like, where uh, was that? Where was this the whole time? Uh, well, that's but the kind I, of humor I, you would I, see in like something. Yeah. Like, a, like, a, when like I, a scary yeah, movie or something, you know, no, like it, kind of it was something out of like 21 Jump Street to go into Channing Tatum territory. But uh, when I say I feel bad about this movie, once again, think of the, not even the worst, the lamest SNL sketch that you know and why you don't like it. Maybe goes on too long. The joke, like, it, 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 I I wasn't laughing. I just felt bad. For, I felt bad for a lot of people. And, and, and granted, I like Amanda Bynes. And I actually think both her and Amanda uh, Channing Tatum really kind of give it their all. But it, really comes down a lot to like the script which is shocked like this movie should have worked in its concoction but it just didn't for me okay well i'll say this this is my first time watching she's the man uh you know i just for some reason never got around to it so i'm a newbie (laughs) here and i have to say like as ridiculous as i found this movie to be i did laugh a lot and I feel like I laughed when the movie wanted me to laugh. Like I actually, you know, it wasn't like I was ironically laughing at it. Like I, I, I thought it was hilarious. So on that basic like requirement for a comedy to be good, I did think it met that. Like Amanda Bynes to me is freaking hilarious in She's this. She's a comedic genius. Like she I, really is. Like her I think, reactions are amazing. Like everything. Oh about my god. It. Her um like. Like 
disguise her character of Sebastian, like the way she speaks as like a girl pretending to be a man, is so insane. It is so like like a crazy person speaking. I cause I could not stop laughing at just her whole like like voice and and physical like um performance. So you know, on that note alone, I feel like this is succeeding as a comedy. Maybe it's failing in terms of like a comprehensible story that like makes sense on any level. I mean, the stakes for the Amanda Bynes character are so low. Like she's going through a lot just to play a game of soccer. And I, so the whole time I'm thinking like, if she gets caught, who cares if she gets caught and like, you know, can't play soccer, big deal. But, um, just her whole like shtick as this like Sebastian character. I, I couldn't help but constantly laugh at it. Like like for this the one scene that I keep going back to is when she's in the restaurant and she's trying to impress her like schoolmates and she has her friends like pretend to be girls that he's like shooting down. Like it that was like so nuts to me, but again, so so funny the way like you know, she's like slapping their butts and saying like, "Oh, I tap that." Like she's talking that. like a southerner who's got hit in the head by like a sledgehammer or something. It's, yeah, it's and then nuts. she goes into like scare where she's like, "Janelle Bra." Like she's so yeah. like it weird. Like you know, this is her take on like horny two thousands boys, mm-hmm. and I don't think it was that far off. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this... you were guys for you know. When this movie came out around the same age as them, yeah. so <laughs> you tell me. I was not like these guys, but I definitely knew a lot of guys like them. Yeah, and yeah, so this... I enjoyed seeing this roast of that sort of like archetype. This mm-hmm. movie definitely took advantage of like the bro culture, and mm-hmm. like like really took like uh, Channing Tatum encompasses that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and you Channing Tatum, you're right. He has like really funny reaction to like what the hell's going on you know like what being confused by the sebastian like viola as sebastian character i think this this movie also kind of you know does what a few other comedies in this decade did which is like someone disguising themselves of as someone from the opposite sex right there was like big mama's house there was white chicks which also had the racial element to it um there was a few other movies like that and the reason why it doesn't really even work, it works even less with some of those other movies because with these characters disguising themselves as like a woman or something, a specific person, they're around people who know that person, right? Like white chicks, they're around the friends of those women that they're disguising themselves as and no one knows the difference, right? At least in this movie, no one knows the Sebastian character. So like everyone's like, yeah, okay, sure, why not? Yeah, that's always bugged me with some of these other like disguising like gender yeah. switch movies. Why not? It's just a you know a really feminine you know looking man v- with, a, with a bad boy, wig on. You know, like totally. Who fine. are we to judge if <laughs> well, it's a very effeminate looking boy? I know. Well, uh, Monique. Monique. Yeah, Monique. Uh, uh, says like, oh, you look like your brother from behind, but her brother. She does not. She does not yeah, at no, all. No, she doesn't. But doesn't like he was a foot taller. He was like definitely a foot taller yeah. than her. And like at the end when he does go to school, everyone like recognizes him immediately. And I'm like, wait a minute, they're standing next to each other. He, he has he has a couple inches on her. 
Like, yeah, no, that's true. At the end, when the real Sebastian comes back, yeah. people don't know the difference. I think it kind of works when they paint his face. No one mm-hmm. can really see his face. That kind of works, I guess. Suspension but again, of be- disbelief, you know, just like they're uh, twins. This, movie, they this look- movie needs a lot of suspension. <laughs> a lot of, of that. Disbelief. Um, and then, yeah, they set up this whole idea to try to convince the audience that they look alike, right? Like the girlfriend, oh, you look like your brother from behind. And the mother is like, God, you two look similar. <laughs> like they much. really try to pound that into you mm-hmm. just so you can believe the idea that she can disguise herself as him, mm-hmm. uh, which like, again, she really can't. But that's the world of 2000s comedies. People are just so easily fooled. That's so true. <laughs> but uh I mean, the one reason why I'm like shocked, at least by when I was watching this movie, is that the writer, the the, the screenwriting team who wrote this, they, they did 10 Things I Hate About You. And yeah. that like if we can go into like Shakespeare adaptation that actually like they are able to capture the Shakespeare like wit and tone and like the way kids talk in that or the way teens talk in that movie. I don't know. It's just it, yeah. it's kind of shocking that. The same team that wrote that wrote this, and yeah. it, it, like it, like I agree with the critic. Like it did not capture the wit. Like this, if you were to tell me this is based on a Shakespeare play, I would have been like, oh, uh, it, it all it's only in literally name only with Sebastian and Viola. Well, yeah, the characters' names, right? Like Duke, yeah, like Duke. the Duke, Duke of Orsino. whatever. He's, his name is Duke, uh, and then even I guess the high school name, right? Like that's, Illyria, yeah, Illyria. Um, and then also like some of the plot elements, right? Like I could tell that that scene where they're on that double date, right? And like Olivia is going out with Duke to make the Sebastian, like non-character, jealous, and that, you know what I mean, like that whole web that gets like that tangled web of that double date. I could see that being drawn from a Shakespeare play because he always has these like complicated situations. But yeah, I mean, in terms of wit, you look for Shakespeare's dialogue for wit. And of course, like, you know, this is a 2000s comedy level of dialogue. So of course it's not gonna be the same amount of wit, like loosely inspired by is like the best way to put this. And even that is, even that is like kind of questionable. And we're going low brow here, like low, low brow. They do oh. mention, they do quote Shakespeare at the end, though. I don't know if we're moving to the end, but they do oh, quote yeah. Shakespeare, but it's not Twelfth Night. It is oh, they don't even Julius like, Caesar. They quote the wrong Shakespeare yeah. play at the end. They do Channing Tatum. He has that speech, you know, like before he goes, before the, well, like halftime of the soccer game, he goes, I'm a born great. I'm like, oh, yeah, Channing Tatum, you get. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He does. I was like, wondering, why is he saying that? And it's like, He's oh, because like, that's also from Shakespeare, even from though Shakespeare. that's from a, that's not even from another Shakespeare play. It's from like a Shakespeare drama. Like, from tragedy. Take, yeah. From a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wrong genre, wrong play. But that's why this uh, film is perfect. It's Channing Tatum quoting Shakespeare. When are you, I would pay good money to see Channing Tatum in a Shakespeare play. Come on. I just, I just As like Macbeth. the idea. <laughs> I love Magic Mike Three. Like, that's gonna happen. Magic Mike. <laughs> that is Shakespearean. I just love the idea of like marketing this as a Shakespeare adaptation when it is like, you know, anyone who thinks they're going into like a Shake a modern Shakespeare adaptation is like not really gonna get anything near close to that. Really, um, yeah. I mean, like, why even? I'm curious why even make it like uh, based on you know quote unquote like based on 12th night when you can just do a movie about a girl who disguises herself as a boy to play soccer like why even have the same names as the characters just make it like an original like you know cross-dressing movie 
Yeah, to be honest, like I was a theater nerd, at, you know, in high school when this came out, and I didn't even know it was Twelfth Night until like maybe years later. And I just went to go see it because I was like, Amanda Bynes, come on, like that's yeah. the only reason why I saw it. <laughs> oh, that was a big appeal for like our generation, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. all grew up with Amanda Bynes. Is that Amanda correct? Show, like, mm-hmm. yeah, all, all yeah. that. Right? I mean, she was the big, big fat star. liar. Big yeah, fat liar. That was uh, her first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had her CW sitcom as well. Uh, she had a few other comedies coming out. Like, um, what was the one where like Colin Farrell is her father? What a girl wants. That's, That's what a girl wants. One. I'm no, Colin Firth. Amanda Bynes. Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Wrong Colin F. I'm, 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 I'm thinking like a bo- like a Boston gangster or Irish yeah. gangster. I'm like, wait a minute. Colin, yeah, Colin Firth. Firth. My mistake. JJ, you know what? Colin, like, I get mixed up. It's like, who's, you know, who's the best Chris Pratt? Or like, you know, like, I, I have Collins so are the C same. Names. Too many Chris's, too many Collins. Uh, but. Yeah, she had her. Um, what What I like about you was her sitcom, and what a girl wants was like another movie she was in. Horatio Gold, headmaster. So very pleased to meet you. So very, very pleased. Hello, sir. Heard you. <clears throat> heard you wanted to see me. I'd like to say welcome. Welcome to Illyria. Welcome, 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 welcome to Illyria. I just wanted to have you in to say welcome. See how you're doing. Well, yeah, I'm doing great, you know, just <clears throat> busy being a guy. Being a guy, yeah. I was always excited to see her, like, you know, like, see her career, like, blossom out of, like, the Nickelodeon and into, like, these other things. Uh, so I could see that appeal for sure. Um, I mean, she has... It makes sense to me that like she would like elevate this movie comedically because she has all that like you know from since she was a little kid doing like comedy and all that in the Amanda Show. I mean the Amanda Show is like legendary in my mind. Like that iconic. show is just like so absurdly hilarious with so many iconic characters. So um, you know her like her like comedic timing, her physicality, and everything. It I think that it pays off. You can see that she is like seasoned in this kind of comedic performance. Yeah, it's interesting, Keith, that you said, like, this was, like, a bad SNL sketch that, like, ran bad because, like, for me, Amanda Bynes was, you know, from the Amanda show and kind of took her comedy and put it into this film, which, like, has everything. Like, you know, her physical comedy that JJ mentioned, like, her facial expressions, her her vocals, like, are so, like, her levels of vocals, like, her, just the way her inflections is is like sketch comedy for me. Yeah, her voice work too. Yeah. I mean, maybe you say it's a bad SNL sketch. What if you can maybe say it's like a a much better Nickelodeon sketch? Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, then, okay, this might be an unpopular opinion. I, if you, I would appreciate anyone reaching out to me telling me I'm wrong or that I'm right. Uh, (laughs) You're wrong. I, I, while I, I, I do agree that Amanda Bynes elevates the material, I I do think the movie lets her down, though. I do. I don't mm. think this was the right movie to showcase all of. I, in my opinion, and I think just Amanda Bynes does work better in sketch, and I think her best strengths are when she's working with someone else, whether like mm. whether it's Drake, Josh, Frankie Muniz. I don't think What Women Want did that well. Or what, met, what? What a girl wants. What a girl wants. <laughs> uh, totally what, different movie. What a girl wants did that well in like 
in the uh, it didn't do that well critically or the uh. Well, what a girl wants is more of a coming of age, right? Like, I know, that, but I don't it, think it's like a slapsticky. But it it wasn't the comedy. right it maybe mm. wasn't the right vehicle over there. I I haven't seen it. Who's to say? Uh, but it's on uh, Netflix. But she I th- she she <laughs> like, I remember I remember her as like the mean bully bitch character in Easy A. I'm like I oh, yeah. she shot she was really great in that. I just and see I the the sometimes like her best moments in this was when she's working with Channing Tatum who she actually fought mm-hmm. she actually said I want him in this movie because they ha- I think they had the chemistry. I think that she kind of had a crush on him during mm. it, I mean, well, I, do, I, I wouldn't blame her. Like, it, but it shows, and he actually has like the comedic chops without necessarily being the comedic character. He actually has the mm. the finesse, but like the, I don't maybe go for like the the goofy facial expressions all the time, and then talking to yourself like, uh oh, I need to use the shower. I get it. You're saying it to the audience, but I. Miss Doubtfire is this movie, and it did it so much better. And that's '93. But and I know that's different. Robin Williams, but I know, but it's, uh, the, the one scene that comes to mind is the, and Miss Doubtfire happened to be one of my random quarantine watches. I don't know how, I don't, uh, but the scene where Robin Williams is going back and forth between the dinner and his boss oh, in the restaurant. You get that in this movie too, right? Yeah. In at, the carnival scene. At the <laughs> random car, like, oh, your mom and our moms are a part of this out of nowhere club. I did it have to be a carnival? Did it have like I don't know? It could. Well, yeah, it did have to be. You had to have a carnival because then she had to get like changed in all these different rides, right? I thought that was that was me being like, wow, this movie. If I didn't think it can get more preposterous, like when she gets changed in that tilt world, I thought that was funny. And but the best when she gets changed in that porta potty, like (laughs) she goes into the porta potty dressed as a boy, comes out a second later flawlessly dressed as a girl like no problem at all i thought i i howled when that happened it was like so seamless like logistically as a girl thinking about it i was like whoa i was like she has some serious skill because let me tell you putting on that tight tube dress in a porter potty i would like (laughs) gross tip over like and tilt the world's like i was like logistically i was like how does she actually do this because (laughs) It's like mad. That's like Not movie magic possible. at that point. Yeah, yeah that's like, movie that's magic right there. Even more suspension. Of it's so funny that you mentioned Mrs. Doubtfire because maybe I have a thing for cross-dressing movies because Mrs. Doubtfire is actually my favorite film of all time. That no, of all time. I think, and then she's the man. That movie, uh, yeah. but uh, it's not even like Robin Williams. I think the scenarios and just like. The directing, the writing, and of course Robin Williams elevating the material. Well, also that movie has more at stake, right? This is about a man who wants to spend more time with his children. To lose his kids. Yeah, just, and then this is about a girl who wants to play soccer. You know, that, like that being you said, kind of like invest more in, in one than the other. That being said, if you t- I, like having loved Miss Doubtfire and still love it, if you take a step back, like this guy's nuts. <laughs> like, oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Nuts. And uh, but it's. I, I just thought like the scenarios were too T O O O O O cartoonish for too me. Cartoonish. Too okay. cartoonish. And but I know I'm looking at the reviews, the audience reviews, seventy nine percent. I'm the bad yeah. guy. I'm in I am in the outs of this. I How dare I get you it without opinion. getting it. I get it without getting it. Okay. Well like 
cartoony is a good word too because i feel like the the music like not the soundtrack which we can get into later but like the score like the actual score of the movie is so also over the top like mm-hmm. you get like these like really and i feel like i've heard this in other these these kind of scores in other 2000s comedies of the same sort of lowbrow level of just like over the top scores that try to like overly emphasize like how ridiculous a scenario is right and i i kind of enjoy that from maybe like just an ironic point of view maybe i'm not sure maybe i genuinely enjoy it at this point i don't know this movie makes me question if i like am laughing with it or at it um but like yeah that kind of even makes it more like removed from reality right like that that was kind of the idea wacky hijinks yeah no exactly this is all like insane hijinks i mean like like the other like silly 2000s movies i feel like this falls in the same tradition of is like something like you know the hot chick or something mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um euro trip like uh what is some other good ones? all Just the classics like, Movies like you don't get favorite. anymore. You this is like my this. prime right here. Like, yeah. like she's the band, Eurotrip. Like these are like yeah. You you can't really. I mean, can't really make like a film like Eurotrip nowadays. No. But even with like she's the man though, I will say like I just. I mean, I've watched it many times. It's probably one of the films I've actually watched the most. But like mm. in terms of like <laughs> gender roles and like just they. Re- I mean, yeah, we say it's you know just a girl wants to play soccer but at the big deal a guy tells her no you can't do something and she's like you know what i'm gonna prove to you that i can do it and i think mm. it's like the gender role theme is very interesting and like how like chang tatum it, though he is a jock and a bro he is very sensitive and he's like why do you talk about girls in such graphic terms like <laughs> and then you know it's just like she she is better than the boy. Like she's a douchebag boyfriend and she's like, you know what? I don't care. I don't need you. Bye. Like when she's like at the carnival, that's like my favorite moment. Yeah. She's like, oh, he's like, can I just talk to you for five seconds? And she's like, it's a podcast, but I'm like, she puts up her five fingers and she's like, I basically hate you. And then slaps him. I'm like, I was like yeah. giving slaps. It's like, you go girl. Like I kind of wish I got more of the Viola character being herself because at the beginning she's like standing up to her boyfriend and she's mm-hmm. like very quick to just try to get what she wants. Like she's very like fearless in a way. She's like, you know, standing up to the boy soccer coach. She's standing up to her mom. You know, she's like, she doesn't take no for an answer. Basically. I'm like, wow, this character is like, you know, very rootable i kind of want her just more as herself yeah like Uh, all her mom wants is her to be a lady and quote unquote what is a lady she is a girl you know she's the girl that wants to play soccer but there's like the debutantes like she has to debutante ball debutantes and then you know like what are our gender roles essentially this movie is asking so i think maybe this movie's ahead of its time okay Uh, okay (laughs) i don't know if anyone caught this i don't know if you caught this sabrina but her boyfriend or her ex-boyfriend uh uh, you basically had a step up free union because he was oh, the lead was character in, in Step Up yeah. Two. He was the lead in Step Up Two. Oh, uh, which okay. I am a step up. I step up to the streets. Uh, I <laughs> yeah okay. W- I, no, when we cover that movie, I actually probably will be favorable to it. Um, but <laughs> I this, I'm such an asshole for thing. Uh, but it's why I agree with the mess. I actually do agree with you that the message is pretty good don't you think it's a little bit clunky or toxic ish to get there 
I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I could maybe see, like, you know, just to play, like, you know, the counterpoint here. I could maybe see, like, maybe the movie doesn't take its message seriously enough. Like, you know, I, I totally love the idea that she wants to, like, uh, show everyone that she's as good of a soccer player as anyone else. You know, uh, the movie's a bit hammy about, like, driving that point through. Like, the coach or the, the boyfriend, the boyfriend in the beginning, it's like this overly cliched uh like misogynistic guy who's like you know oh girls aren't as good as boys at like you know they're not as strong or smart it's science and i'm like oh he is genuinely saying that like uh, like if as if anyone would be that out of like forward about like their sexist opinions yeah. these days he has a pop collar okay like in <laughs> scene, i was like whoa i was like <laughs> He's like the poster boy for these like sexist two thousands bros, yeah. You know who totally existed, but you know again like this is an extreme version of that. Mm -hmm. So maybe there could be something to be said, like really great message and intention, and it gets it across for sure. But maybe like there there could be something to be said about taking a message that is so important. Maybe just taking it a little more seriously, you know, and not being so like um, insane about it. Then again, oh. it's a comedy, so you know, yeah. little. And this was the early two thousand, so a little bit here and there, you know, like yeah. sprinkling, uh, you know, feminism around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Planting uh, the seeds for it. Plant for the sure. seeds, and you know, maybe we'll get there. But at the end of the day, you know, mm-hmm. it is a comedy. And we're laughing. I at did her I liked, in a way. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. That way, I loved the one scene where she's like fidgeting with the wig. <gasps> Right, and I'm like, oh my god, that looks so ridiculous. And she, uh, David Cross shows up, and of course, David Cross is like, you know, your idiot principal who is totally aloof about everything. He's Tobias. And... He's Tobias Funke, the principal. Tobias. Like yeah, he's basically, basically yeah. This was like I think just as Arrested Development was like ending or about to end. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, that was great. He's like um, really good at playing these like idiot characters. Um, so I liked him. I mean, he had a moment that I laughed a lot when he's like serving her food, and then the next kid comes up. And it's like, can I get a sandwich? And he just goes, no. no. But the <laughs> like, great thing was, he's like, have a great apple and sandwich. Like he like apparently I read that he um he just of course gave across like ad libbing everything, you know. So sure, <laughs> yeah, I I would totally uh, allow him to just have like free range, you know, like just, like go at it. He he's he's so brilliant uh, communically. I liked how the other coach, the coach for the private school, Vinnie Jones, yeah. is like immediately accepting of Viola, like a girl. Like he has no qualms with her playing on the team. And I'm like, okay, I guess not every, you know, soccer coach is going to be like a sexist jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was interesting because Vinnie Jones, another staple of 2000s comedies, right? He's Eurotrap. like, he was, he was like, if for some reason, a lot of 2000s comedies had a part of an angry, scary British man. And Vinnie Jones was your guy. <laughs> like, sure. And uh, every time I would ever see him in a movie, I'd get a little scared. Like, because he, he's a scary-looking guy. He always looks like he's about to bite someone's face off. <laughs> uh, but in this movie, in this movie, he's, like, like way more tamed. And like I was like, oh, okay, Vinnie Jones, like, supportive of a girl on his soccer team. Right on. That's great. Yeah, he, like, rips up the manual. I'm like, manual you know it was like so good and also <laughs> why Americans. is this british do i don't even know where this like illyria is in the united states but like what mm. brought this like mean looking british cockney dude to this town of illyria i want to know his backstory like what, why is was he, he not 
was he i suspect he was not good enough to teach soccer anywhere in england where they take it more seriously <laughs> so he had no choice but to go to like some private school in america and he's like still trying to call it football and no one else calls it football yeah. <laughs> like i gotta kick out of that um so good uh, was it just or like i i was it just me or did she come up with the the plan to be her brother very quickly and not only quickly I, I feel like i missed a beat where she's like i'm gonna dress up like my brother she looks at the mirror and goes like let's do this and i'm like wait a minute i think i rewind it rewinded it and i'm like wait a minute he's gone it's, and she's like i'm yeah. gonna do this <laughs> it's almost weeks. as if this is something she's thought about doing before and when her brother says like oh i'm leaving to london for two weeks it's almost as if she's like oh now's my chance to finally do this thing that I've thought about doing disguising myself as my brother and like, you know, getting the wig and stuff. Oh, and then another great like staple of 2000s comedies, the montage Montage. of her getting ready to do her crazy scheme, the makeover, the makeover montage, like like learning to do the mannerisms, copying random guys on the street who are like, what is this girl doing? Like mimicking me. Yeah. Uh, Overlay with an amazing soundtrack, an amazing like 2000 early angsty, you know, super angsty. (laughs) When Dirty Little Seeker came on, I'm like, all right, this is this is my high school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is my high school. That, that that song was like perfect for this movie right um of the time you know sums up like you know she's got a dirty little secret yeah the soundtrack literally i think the soundtrack of this movie is absolutely fantastic and it was so mm-hmm. good when this movie came out i actually downloaded the album like i bought the she's the man album soundtrack, <laughs> soundtrack <laughs> nice. from itunes store and i have it on my ipad ipod iPod. So that's your how iPad. It... You carry on your <laughs> iPad, listening to the She's the Man soundtrack yeah. during your days. I'm aging myself, but you know, like downloaded, bought it on iTunes for what it was, twelve ninety nine, and put it on yeah. my I- totally iPod totally worth four. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like you might as well. I'm sure it's like just a compilation of whatever like big like two thousands like rock songs were at the time. So you might as well like just call it like. You know, now that's what I call music 16 or something, whatever <laughs> yeah. it was at the time. Um, it totally was. Anyway, do you know when uh, soccer tryouts start? <laughs> Noon. You play? Absolutely. Center forward. You know it, brah. So uh, you play the beautiful game, bro? Brothers? Brethren? <laughs> yeah, I'm a striker. Andrew and Toby are halfbacks. Sweet! Okay, well, why do you have tampons in your boot? Um, I get really bad nosebleeds. So you stick them up your nose? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So you have, like, these other characters in this movie, right? So you have, we touched on the um, Monique character, right? The bitchy girlfriend of Sebastian. Mm-hmm. And what I like about her is that they give her pretty much the worst comebacks in movie history like when Amanda Bynes says, "Like your number is one eight hundred Biatch," her comeback is me 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 me. Like wow, she's talking about losing, like, yelping. She's like, Ew. it's like like Sebastian, Sebastian, like yipping, like a like a little chihuahua, chihuahua or something. She did have a really good line, and rewatching it for the podcast, I was like, oh, I need to write this down because actually there was one good line. Um, mm-hmm. Can I curse on this? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> go for it. She goes. 
She's like, when, you know, a guy approaches her after, you know, Sebastian, uh, Amanda Bynes is like hitting on her friends. The guy goes, hey, you know, one of the friends of Channing Tatum's goes, hey. And she goes, ew, ew, ew. And she's like, you know, um, sorry, uh, with girls, like with asses like mine, do not talk to boys with faces like yours. I was like, oh. That was harsh. <laughs> I was like, oh, that is so good. I need to like put that in the back of my mind for like... Next, just in next, case. <laughs> next time you get like um you know some like jerky guy you know like trying to like make a move or something just bring yeah. out that line Girls they'll shut him down asses like mine do not talk to guys with faces like yours like that's pretty Oof. brilliant like, that's pretty pretty humiliating <laughs> for that guy <laughs> that's pretty harsh so she, they had her and then you had um the olivia character mm-hmm. who again probably only exists because she's from the play 12th night mm-hmm. um and they have that fight scene. And I was I actually I thought that physical cat fight scene in the bathroom was like really poorly choreographed, right? They're just kind of just jumping on top of each other. I'm like, oh man, this movie had so many great physical comedic moments before. And now you have this like fight scene that is just like a mess. Yeah. I was a little disappointed in that fight scene. I I love the fight scene because it's like girls dressed in heels. It's just like the stakes of it because they're at this like debutante dinner or luncheon and mm. they're supposed to act quote unquote ladylike. And here they yeah. are, you know, like, and I love the way before, prior to the fight scene where, you know, this girl Olivia is talking to Amanda Bynes and doesn't know who she is. And she's talking about her and she's mm-hmm. like, she's like, he's like beautiful, but I'm like a, like a masculine way and amanda Bynes, brilliant comedic genius yeah. she's literally looking in the mirror and she's like oh yeah i am beautiful she's, you know she's, she's like going back and forth like she's torn as whether she should be like flattered or horrified that this yeah. girl is like into her like male disguised persona i also really like her like chicken leg eating earlier That's in that my scene favorite scene <laughs> she's just like chomping away like an insane person like, rah, rah, rah. And i use that like, gif uh. all the time with because i again love this movie but uh-huh. like that gif of her like eating that chicken wing and then that you know the woman like pans like into the yeah. frame and she's like chew like you have a secret and she's like Argh. Like she's just like grunting. It's I've so never heard. Is, that sounds like an actual advice. Like I've never heard of that. Like chew like you have a secret, but it sounds like something they would tell a young lady, which kind of makes no sense at all. No sense. Or like <laughs> at the end of the fight scene, she comes. That lady comes back, and she's like, "When debutantes disagree, they say it with their eyes." I'm like, "What are these lines? <laughs> what like, does that mean? <laughs> say it with your eyes? Just like give like a death stare, I guess." Yeah. Um, so you have those characters. I kind of liked um, Duke's like weird friends, his like broy friends. Like Toby. you have the one, you have the one guy who was into Eunice, and I feel bad. The Eunice character was like a little overplayed for me. Oh my! The one Eunice. character, the one character that I actually, that actress you, gave it her all. The one character you liked like, I was about. To, I was trying to think of her name. Eunice. And, yeah. Uh, they, they, put, they give her like Eunice, those. They, I'm sorry if your name is like they give her that name and with that yeah with oh, the braces yeah. it's just like <laughs> another like over the top character right like the super nerdy awkward weird girl but like they played her too much like she was on screen way too many times like if they just kind of like were more conservative with her I feel like that joke would have made more sense but like they have her on screen so much and I'm like all right I get it with this girl she's like nuts 
Well, I, I wanted she... her more. Yeah, you wanted her. more. Yeah, oh, I wanted more. I love Eunice. Eunice is like my favorite character. She's so good. Well, she winds up with like the the one friend, one of Troy's friends, or Toby. one of Duke's friends. <laughs> yeah, she winds up with uh, Toby, and I I also howled at the one line that he has during that double date where it's like, oh wow, Eunice is like going up, like you know, on a date with Sebastian, and like Toby's like, you guys gave me crap when I was into Eunice, and then he just has this crazy line where he goes. Oh, I hate high school. Screw you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh man, this guy's really worked up over Eunice. Mm-hmm. I only remember Eunice's name because Eunice actually is the same name as my favorite resident on Animal Crossing. For anyone who, out there who plays that game. So I was like, okay, yeah, Eunice. Uh, I'll, I, I'll root for her. But uh, JJ, do you th- we, and we've t- talked about this kind of thing before on the podcast. Do you think it was a case of. The actress kind of was funny, and she everyone like they just gave her more stuff uh, to go with. Uh, possibly, possibly. Because th- um, she earned that. I, I totally. Okay. I, I, that was. If this movie had highlights for me, she uh, Eunice and that actress who I don't know her name, she was a highlight. Yeah, I can see hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> no, she gave it her all, and it was like appropriate for the movie. Like she knew what movie she was in, and she was giving this like insane performance. Exactly. Like I. The scene I can see, like, them adding in when they're like, oh, she's doing really great. Let's give her more is when, um, you know, when Sebastian or Viola, Sebastian gets kicked out of her room and she has nowhere to stay. And then, like, you know, she runs into Eunice and Eunice is like, you can stay with me. Like, I can totally see that being added in later on. Like, I like all the cheeses. (laughs) Also, she's, like, walking backwards. I don't know. I I, That always, like... A question i was like what is she doing i know she's exercising but she's like one thousand like she's just like, like just being weird she's <laughs> like i have to, we have to get her into the scene somehow so she's just gonna shimmy on it yes moonwalk her way into frame <laughs> and then the next morning when it's like eunice why didn't you wake me up and then she's like you you look so peaceful i made you breakfast. look so serene <laughs> yeah ugh. Like, i mean damn breakfast, it, eunice. darling i mean <laughs> i my friends and i again obsessed with this film so we actually we quote this movie quite often and Mm. most of the quotable stuff that we do is eunice's lines because her lines are amazing like i made breakfast darling uh (laughs) darling it's insane (laughs) like she always like whispers it too with so much intensity like in the creepiest way yeah that whispering really like freaked me out after Mm -hmm. a while Mm -hmm. um i can actually maybe see this being like maybe a fun uh group costume for halloween or something for people who would get the reference like you have <laughs> not he's shaking his head but you have someone like a girl dressed as like the, the viola as sebastian character someone as eunice you know i think that could be um a fun group costume yeah yeah exactly chatting tatum you put a tampon in your nose i think that's brilliant i mean I, for some reason, I knew of that joke and for some reason i thought they would bring it back again you know, like, like all this, I, for some reason, I thought there was a scene in this movie where like all these guys have tampons up their noses or something because they're all like, she, like Viola accidentally started this new phenomenon of like tampons as tissues or something. Um, so I, I love her explaining like the tampon application. She's like, whatever this is for. Like, it's just like, so I love good. when, when the guys first see the tampons come out of like her bag they immediately all see it and they immediately go, what? Yeah, like, oh my God, what is that? You know, like, it's like a, I don't know, like she had like drugs or guns or something. She's yeah. so freaked out over they it. They immediately are like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Uh, that was pretty good. 
Sabrina, I have a question. Because uh, when I was doing research and just looking at reviews for this movie, I a lot of people, a lot of the audience, uh, being at the score that it is, share your sentiment. I'm just, I'm still trying. How did you? How did this movie ended up becoming one of your favorite? I'm so like curious about that. I like think. It, you know what? I think the love for Amanda Bynes, for sure, because it yeah. runs deep. I mean, I'm a, a girl and then born in 1990. Yeah. So, uh, like, early 2000s, like, Amanda Bynes is, like, a treasure. You know, you have, like, so many uh, 90s and 2000 icons, and Amanda Bynes is definitely, like, one of them. And I think it just resonated as, like, a girl, like, in high school. And just it was fun, fun movie like it's just feel it's just feel good you feel good watching it and I think watching it over and over again with my like sisters and my friends it kind of just like became part of like our vernacular like we just I just love this movie so much like it just feels good I, I when I had I rewatched it for this podcast and I, I was cackling the whole time I just uh-huh. felt good you know you know I I think I mentioned this on a recent episode we had but when it comes to rewatchability of comedies, I feel like the key ingredient for that is likable characters mm-hmm. that you want to keep seeing over and over again. And Amanda Bynes on her own is so funny and charming. I feel like she's enough to go back to this movie mm-hmm. and over and over again if you enjoy it that much. You yeah. know, like, um, yeah, again, like the Eunice character too, you know, over time could be one that you want to go back to as well. But, um, like I said, Amanda Bynes elevates the movie, and if you're sold on this movie and you're sold on her, she's enough to want to keep revisiting this time and time again. The secondary uh, characters tr- are so good too. Like everyone in the cast is amazing. Like uh, David Cross, we mentioned. Cross. Yeah, the guy, the the creepy blonde guy, Marvolio. Or, oh yes, with, with the tarantula, he's did, even great. Like we oh. didn't talk about him. Um, like what was his name again? Uh, Marvolio was his spider. Malcolm. 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 Okay. Marvolio was his spider, which I'm is like, clearly okay. a Shakespearean. I, 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 I know. I was just about to say. They threw like, that well, in. Yeah, like uh, another random Shakespeare ingredient. <laughs> Um, but with the Malcolm character, he also was just nuts. He also like for some he he is spying on Viola as Sebastian without having any idea or suspicion or reason to be suspicious of her at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, given this movie, like everyone should be suspicious of her, but given this movie, <laughs> like he has no reason to be suspicious of her, and he's for some reason just like spying on her with binoculars and cameras and stuff, and he's already like just like a character that seems to be an antagonist with no rhyme or reason. He just is like constantly, except he likes Viola or sorry, he likes like Olivia stalking her. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, but, this is the making of a serial killer right now. Like looking oh, back, I was sure. like, Oh yeah. He's, he's just this character. That's just like aimlessly trying to like, just keep being like a, an obstacle, right. For mm-hmm. Viola slash Sebastian. But without really any purpose at all i'm like what is this guy's deal like what is this he just he's constantly acting like crazier than like this sebastian impersonation he's even crazier than that he is the friend zone guy uh, like amped up to 11 does he get i mean does he get like a comeuppance i mean he does get like a i told you so but i feel like could you have taken him out of the movie and things i think you could have because she kind of reveals herself right yeah. like she i just i maybe to add more That's attention right. like you yeah. know they they have her they have like um monique and malcolm 
figure it out together up, right yeah. and then it's like oh no right before the big game they're about to like figure it out but again she viola winds up revealing herself so that was not even necessary you could have removed him from the movie because like, literally even reveals that... herself she yeah. literally <laughs> yeah. shows her boobs i love it i actually like love that and she's like i don't care like uh, of course like that's her why brother she's such a bold character i love it care. it's like yeah i'm a girl like see and it's like whoa yeah uh but um yeah you could have I don't think I don't think the Malcolm character adds anything comedically to the movie. Really, he uh, does have my one of my favorite things though. Like when they're okay. in the lab, when and you know she's like, "Oh, these lyrics are so beautiful." You know, talking about Sebastian Hastings' <laughs> lyrics, and he's oh, like, yeah. "I," he's like, "Olivia, I write too," and and then he like starts singing, "Like I see you through your window. I'm standing out on a tree outside," and he's like, "Yeah." Oh. Like, it's just like boys to men like i love how unaware he was of how like unbelievably creepy and incriminating those lyrics like, were stalker like stalker yeah, phil collins i'm watching you kind of thing but yeah. i thought like that's brilliant like that makes me that that's maybe one left. moment for him that's and otherwise just saving sort grace. of like you know he's like pleading with the david cross character you know please and like of course david cross is not going to listen to him yeah. um so yeah that's kind of all he has to do in this movie is be like there's something weird going on everyone being like whatever no yeah. one cares no one cares about him they push him off to the side at the end of the movie they're like okay he's like i told you so and they're like all right bye Goodbye. oh yeah exactly you know another another uh actress i recognize in this movie is julie Haggerty as the mom so good in this movie and i'm like oh like that's to me the always going to be the woman from airplane Mm -hmm. right like we all know that movie um so she's in this and like again her character is like kind of nuts like at the end you know i guess the parents are reasonably like confused like what do you mean you were off in london for two weeks what do you mean you're disguised as the boy what's going on like you know but then they quick to forgive i guess like (sighs) everything that's that's gone down you know like as as I would expect from this movie, like all is quickly forgiven. What for was the line viewings. that the dad says? Like, this is a lot more nudity at any soccer game that I've seen, or something. Yeah. But, like that. They okay, that imply, that was a funny. They would, did they even imply that the parents are going to get back together? Yeah, I was end, like, right? oh, okay. Is that implied? <laughs> yeah, it was implied. I was like, okay. I feel bad. I think Julie Haggerty is a really funny actress. Obviously, like you know, just from knowing Airplane, I wish she had maybe like was more than just this like stereotypically like ignorant and like um not ignorant as in like you know racist or anything ignorant as in like airhead that's going on yeah airheaded yeah. delusional dumb, out of the loop like... mom right yeah, she's just she's this prissy mom um <laughs> who has this really weird moment where she's like fantasizing about her daughter's ex-boyfriend right yeah. like that was a weird moment she kind of like kinda She's like, hmm, I don't know. oh, she's never like, mind. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, she's. <laughs> she like, thinks about it for good. a second. <laughs> that uh, was a really good moment for her. Since we're giving shout outs, one pleasant surprise was uh, if any of you all out there or in here watches Silicon Valley, one of uh, uh, Amanda Bynes's, Viola's friends. Amanda Crew. That it was. I think that was like one of her first roles, and she is the yeah the one of the characters right. in Silicon Valley and that was just like oh that made me go yeah, the, oh <laughs> yeah one of her friends that like you know helps like helps her out you know she pretends to get shot down by her slash him in like the restaurant you know I recognized her also from like I think she was in like Final Destination 3 randomly and like you know she, this was a time where she was like randomly popping up as like tertiary character number three or something and like you know eventually working her way up 
um i like seeing that i like kind of seeing like the beginnings of some people's careers like channing tatum for example more recognizable it's like oh this is this is like the very beginning for him he was just a baby and like look where he is now look where he is now yeah so do you like her i don't know can we not talk about this it's i don't know she's your sister it's kind of weird oh right right just you know i just thinking that you liked her then maybe you should ask her out and just i don't know forget about olivia well i mean speaking as a completely objective third-party outsider with absolutely no personal interest in the matter I am not sure that you and Olivia really mesh well together, you know? I mean, but you and Viola, I mean, be magic. I don't know. What does your heart tell you? Huh? I mean, which one would you rather see naked? It seems like these kind of movies are usually like vehicles for like actors who are like, getting to you know they're on their way to bigger and better things right like they're mm-hmm. just kind of adding to their resume getting used to like you know being an actor and so forth um and you know we don't have to get really into it or anything but you know with amanda Bynes, you know she was on her way there and you know it didn't work out and you know unfortunately she spiraled out she seems to be getting better or being in a better place now which is good right That's like great. i i'm happy that she is like in a better place for sure mm-hmm. uh because like i said it was great to see her blossoming on her way there too this could have been just like one step towards what could have been you know uh, a big film career for her so but we will still always have this you yeah. know for it's all like her amanda good, this yeah. is a really good time capsule of like early 2000s just because mm-hmm. like amanda Bynes, i think is at the top of her game but also like the music the fashion in it too yeah. like <laughs> The juicy couture, like track suits, like even the guys' fashion, like we're like, whew, we're like low two thousands, <laughs> like the low yeah. rise jeans, the belts, the chunky belts, the, the coach purses. This is like yeah. very, like t- very nostalgic. That's also another reason why I love this film so much too. Is like very nostalgia for me. Uh, I mean, you were probably like the exact demographic or targeted demographic for this movie when it came out, right? Like they're going to go after like teens, young teens, again, they, who know Amanda Bynes and this is going to be the humor that appeals to you and give you like this, like, you know, uh, like empowering sort of message. Right. So yeah. you were, this, this is like a formula made for someone just <laughs> like you and it worked. Uh, so I think that's like, yeah, it's, it's probably a generational thing. I don't know if like kids now will discover this movie and it'll resonate as much. Right. Yeah, I'd be very uh, curious to see how people like now would take this film, you know, like someone who's 16 watching this in high school. Like, it's yeah, I don't know. Well, like the, pre-Instagram, yeah, yeah, <laughs> pre-Instagram yeah, days, pre-social <laughs> well, media. Right. I, I'm curious if like the way this message is handled in this movie still holds up or if someone nowadays like would like demand like a more sort of respectful sort of like um delivery of this message you know i'm not sure you know well, uh, how that would go over speaking of this like movie's legacy and more so uh amanda Bynes in general I, throughout this podcast it kind of just hit me who else was like a at at this time who else was like a female comedian leading comedy 
actress and I'm trying oh, I'm, sh- yeah, I'm trying to think I want like, to say is- Lindsay Lohan but maybe she also burned thinking, out too, though. I'm also yeah. thinking of the, like the same track, you know. Yeah, yeah. but like That's this is problem. before, like all those, like this is before Bridesmaids, so Kristen Wiig. This is before Melissa McCarthy. This is before, mm-hmm. like I, I, I'm you trying know, the to, thing yeah. is, a lot of those 2000s comedies were led by men, yeah. right? Or sometimes like ensembles of men. Mm-hmm. And you're right, you didn't really have. Um, like a history of like a consistent like actress who led comedies where right? you kind of Lindsay Lohan in a couple, Amanda Bynes in a couple, Kristen Wiig in one or two. Like it, it has been very inconsistent where you don't really have a face of comedy for women. Especially like, at this many, time. How many, how many movies did Will Ferrell star in during this decade? Like so many, like, you know, mm-hmm. Ben Stiller, you know, you had, you know, uh, when you think about these movies, you do usually think of the ones led by men, which is a shame. Um, because like, I think Amanda Bynes holds her own with all those other leading comedic actors. You know, she like, um, like on her own made me laugh so many times. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she really is this movie. I mean, we have like, it's great secondary characters, but she's in every, I think she might be actually in every single scene. I'm trying to think of like, just about, I want to say like like 95%. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple small scenes again with like the Malcolm and principal character, maybe mm-hmm. a couple scenes with like, I don't know. Um, but any scene she's not in is very brief, right? It is, yeah. it is like her story through and through. Even with like da- uh, David Cross and Malcolm, you know, they're, they're, he's like, he always has these odd jobs. Like he's the only person that works in. <laughs> That's right. He works in the cafeteria. He's trimming the hedges. He's trimming the like, hedges. Who is and, this guy? Yeah. Like even, you know, Malcolm approaches him and you see Amanda Bynes in the back and she's like, no, she's like, mom, I will not wear a dress. Like in her, mm. her regular viola oh. voice, she's like, I will not wear a dress. No, I will not wear heels. And like, she's just saying, it's just a male invention to make, you know, a butt look smaller. Plus it's difficult right. to run away. And then I love David Cross because he's like, have you ever tried to run in heels? Like he kind of alludes <laughs> the to The device like... character. That was really the device yeah. character in that line. But I thought that was kind of crazy though, that she was, She's being very careful not to give herself away as as a girl, and yet in this scene, she's very loudly talking on the phone yeah. <laughs> about wearing a dress and having high heel shoes and stuff. I'm like, okay, I guess she's like totally forgetting like where yeah. she is or what she's trying to do. Definitely, whoever wrote moment. this film like wrote the it's harder for you know for women to run away, and he's like, oh, that's a great line. Let me try and like squeeze that line in wherever I can, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so. Um, I mean, Amanda Bynes, uh, like, just I she's always been on TV as long as I can remember. And I just wanted to bring I, I just I thought I'd be remiss if you know for us our favorite like Amanda Bynes moments, you know, just like to me this is like um, making me nostalgic for all that and the Amanda Show, you mm-hmm. know, like just classic, you know, comedy from my childhood. Do you guys have just in mind like a favorite sort of like Amanda Bynes? moment in like either all that or in uh the amanda show that just comes to mind where like yeah this was like you know just shining like a shining comedic star wow i like i love everything there's a lot to choose from a lot to choose from because she has an amazing i love the girls room that from (laughs) the amanda show like that was great and not necessarily like Amanda, but her being in it. I love her introductions, you know, like, that's me, or like, you know, like, the girls' room, like, that kind of stuff. 
but like mm-hmm. that whole that whole like four tree of not tree of four people like i love that sketch and that girl who's like i like eggs like, <laughs> that was a good yeah that, that show i mean as much as you had like drake and josh on that mm-hmm. show you also had like a lot of other like young girls given like comedic opportunities i mm-hmm. mean all that had that as well but yeah like the girls room just a great moment for a, a great recurring sketch for just like four funny young girls you know being able to showcase their comedic abilities yeah i think it's great like i think in nickelodeon it was really great that like she like it was the amanda show you know like mm-hmm. that was her show and especially i feel like i mean i was too young to watch snl or was was starting to watch SNL. And I do think like they talked about SNL being like the boys club mm. and kind of, you know, now there's a great resurgence, you know, with like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and all these things, but really looking at like, as a, you know, I think, I feel like Nickelodeon like was run by Amanda Bynes in my, in my head, but this and is Lori also, Beth. Yeah. And Lori, Lori Beth too. And Lori Beth. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she was also a shining star on all that. I think Nickelodeon was like ahead of the curve in terms of, comedy at least you know the way they get it towards kids because all that was very diverse when it mm-hmm. came out you know yeah. uh in was like 1994 95 like you like three of the cast members were african-american two of the cast members yeah. were hispanic you know and a cast of seven right like they actually went out of their way to like have like a diverse cast of children on that show and um and they're all you know, equal too like i feel like it wasn't like the boys like it was boy sketches and you know i think it was yeah. a really good mix of things you know they, they went out of their way to make sure everyone had their, like, you know, namesake and... sketch, mm-hmm. you know, and recurring characters and whatnot. And it's funny because Keenan Kill had a spinoff that yeah. was like a traditional sitcom. But Amanda, Amanda Bynes, her spinoff was another sketch show. show. Just mm-hmm. because I guess they figured she's so good at this, mm-hmm. let her just like hold one on her own, which she did. And I feel um, like it was on air for a really long time. I'm trying to think because, I mean, what is time? But yeah. <laughs> trying to think. When you're a kid, it feels like a long time. You yeah, know? maybe not so. Could have run for two seasons. I don't even know, but like I would. I mean, I would watch the Man Show all the time. You know? Yeah, same. When it comes to the, I, I thought even though it was on Nickelodeon, I thought the the sketch the sketches were like on point sometimes. Like, uh, I still quote one thing that I say is like bring out the dancing lobsters. I like I just think that's a funny. It's a funny visual, <laughs> but the, I uh, like Moody's point is. Genius. Oh, Amanda yeah. Bynes so brought good. us the classic uh like pair of Drake Bell and Josh Peck. I thought that were yeah. and they spun off into their own mm-hmm. uh show. But uh my favorite sketch is uh it's better much. I think that is oh, like, you took mine. You that, oh, that's worthy <laughs> of like Mad T V or like Essence, like that the idea of that and I even like I am Spider Man, or like it's. <laughs> oh no! I beat by Spider. I have <laughs> web shooters now. Yeah, that that was so freaking hilarious. Um, yeah, like she was on that, and then actually, um, yeah, she was kind of the baby of all that, right? Like she mm-hmm. comes on that show, yes. and she's like the youngest cast member, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, eventually comes a breakout star. And then I I remember this moment. I don't know if this was on purpose or staged, but remember the Kids Choice Awards. There was a moment where, like, the, all that cast, like, won, like, the, the orange blimp, right, mm-hmm. as it was. And Amanda Bynes drops it. Like, the, she holds it, and she drops it, and it breaks on the floor. And, you know, maybe that was I have to mute this. Staged. I don't remember this. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But I just remember as a kid being horrified by that. But then, like, that that was, like, hilarious in and of itself. Like, mm-hmm. I... 
and maybe she maybe she just dropped it on purpose and it wasn't like you know um physical comedy a planned plan moment but that that for some reason like that just sticks out in my mind like she just was always like um being funny whether she meant to or not you know she was just always like doing things that were hilarious yeah she's she's always funny no matter what she did like i mm-hmm. just yeah i admire her as a comedian yeah exactly like very inspiring for a lot of us who grew up with her just because you wear a wig doesn't prove you're a girl okay then merciful jesus is it just me or does this soccer game have more nudity than most i think we can now get to the point where we give our final thoughts on she's the man and um our our like ultimate percentage score um, and then figure out where we stand with either the critics or audiences. So, um, Sabrina, what would start us off as our guest? What would your percentage score be and your final thoughts? Be well, she's the I man? mean, it's clear from my love affair that I've talked about. She's mm-hmm. the man. It definitely. I, I mean, I'm. That's why I'm not a critic because I uh, I score things too high or too low, and I'm a hundred percent giving this score a hundred percent. Oh my gosh, wow. our first 100% ding, ding, score. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I I mean, I absolutely adore this movie. This movie will I will always turn it on if like I, you know, there's a few movies in my archive that I'll turn on if I, you know, don't know what to watch or, you know, or just like just if I'm feeling blue, I can turn it on and feel good about it. For and sure. this is definitely She's the Man is one of them. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire is another. So again, cross-dressing, I guess I love, but like these kind of genre films, like super bad, all those kind of like coming of age high school stories, just really, really great. I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of Shakespeare, which I love too, but yeah, I think it's just, it, it just is a feel good, fun movie. It's quotable in my head. I quote this movie. 100 percent um yeah you need that in a good comedy great cast great characters uh 2000s which is like our heyday our prime Mm -hmm. as you will yeah Um, but yeah this movie just just it's good if you go into the film being like i'm not going in to see highbrow Mm. you know sophistication you just go in to have fun you know and it is fun it's just a fun fun movie simple as that it's very simple yeah yeah easy watch so a hundred percent perfect score is that too high no that's your honest opinion that's That's what we want i mean it's actually it is one of my top films of all time i love this film great we got the perfect person then to come on to (laughs) talk about it i Um, I could quote i could start the movie right now i can quote (laughs) the whole movie i really that'll be like that'll be like a bonus like we maybe release later on like you know an extension of the episode is just uh sabrina's reenactment (laughs) through audio of she's the man i do a great channing tatum voice (laughs) i i I believe it i don't doubt it we'll get all our Uh, past guests to do a table read of that'll be our bonus (laughs) a table oh wow Wait, I have a quick question too. Uh, is Twenty One Jump Street divided? Because that I don't think it is. is. Oh, because that film is brilliant. Like, yeah, I agree with you on that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That movie is great. Clearly, um, not that was, Everyone loves that film. <laughs> that might be another like generational one for us as college students, right? Because yeah. I also came out while we were in college. Well, yeah. that was about high school, but still, like, yeah. you know, another another one that our generation will always cherish. And Chad and Tatum still playing high school student, even though he's like <laughs> the, the joke is he's like you're too old. 
He was almost too old to play a high school student here, but... He was 26 when She's the Man was being made. Yeah, no Uh, one had that muscle to him. No, no. (laughs) But, like, that's a Hollywood thing. You cast, like, very old, much older actors as high school students. Mm -hmm. That's been done... That's been done with even older actors than him. I think that's changing now, though. I'm starting to see a lot of high school kids play high school kids. Yeah. Maybe now it's just you are, yeah. Maybe now you are because more high school films are being made by like independent studios that can like hire like less recognizable actors. Uh, but like for many decades, you know, with like these um, mid mid budget movies where you got to get the stars, you know, you're gonna get like much older actors. I think they were in their late thirties for nine hundred two one zero. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I am more of that. Yeah, that was probably the most egregious <laughs> um, yeah. age difference. So, um, so Keith, like. You know, you seem to be on the opposite end of this. I uh, before you get your pitchforks ready, folks, and Sabrina, <laughs> Sabrina, I, I can I can already see you uh, lighting your pitchfork up. I I actually really do appreciate this conversation because I I I don't disagree with the reasons why people love this movie. It, it like I think Amanda Bynes is actually really is funnier and is funny in it but i think the movie kind of in my opinion lets her down it could, like it could have been a lot more but i do think i can understand the all the positives people have about this movie this just isn't the movie for this isn't this this movie should have worked for me and it it didn't really yeah. that being said talking about it more i i I, I probably appreciate Amanda Bynes on a, a whole new... Um, I just appreciate her more. Uh, uh, I'm going to... A 40. Come on. It was lower in my head going in, but I raised uh, it to a 40. I know. She's lighting her pitchforks now, folks. She's raising <laughs> Get em. it. I am you know, the Frankenstein's monster. I... I'm the bad guy. Over, you're going to come yeah. over and watch it with me? I don't know if you would want to watch with me because I literally I will I speak the lines as it comes out and then I sure. do a little giggle. <laughs> so I might not be the most enjoyable watch with, but you know, a it's movie a good with friends. Watch. I'll always accept a movie with friends. So <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no doubt. Um, so yeah, as uh, as a newcomer, you know, to this to this movie, uh, I came with a blank slate, and you know, I. And a few things I do really appreciate about it is that it never it never takes its foot off the off the gas. Like this movie is ridiculous, but it's full of energy and it doesn't pull back its punches at all. Like it doesn't try to become serious and sentimental towards the end. Um, so I appreciate that. And also, like a lot of two thousands comedies were kind of mean spirited mm-hmm. in some regard, and this one isn't. I'm kind of glad that it avoided that. Um, sure, like the story is like ridiculous, and the writing. Even for a movie that's trying to be ridiculous, the writing could be better. But um, as a as a vehicle for Amanda Bynes, I think that is where it succeeds for me. And you know, again, as a comedy, I laughed a lot, and I don't remember the last time I laughed so much and so hard, uh, and just from one person. So um, I am going to give this one a seventy-two. That's good. You know, as just a successful comedy, you know, it aims low. I think that's probably where I would subtract the most points. It's not, it, it's not a very ambitious movie at all. Not that it has not to be, but get an it's, 
it doesn't have to be super ambitious, but it could have been a little more ambitious than what it was. It could have strived for like a little better than what it was. But um, everything else as a comedy to me it succeeds, and uh, I probably would go back to it, which yeah. is another another good sign of good comedy. So Keith, uh, what is our average? Seventy point six. Uh, okay. Can we put that, all our scores together? Uh, you know what? Yes, that's our average. I I, I am satisfied that with scale. that. <laughs> I am satisfied what? with that. That is a that, that, that that's a tomato. That a is t- I with with our three scores combined, we are officially siding with the audience on she's the man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, audience got, knows best. Yeah. <laughs> I am the outlier. Sometimes, Sometimes am, not yeah. all the time, but for this one. Um, but uh, you know, we, I've been an outlier a couple times this past season, so now it's Keith's turn to feel the cold outside opinion. <laughs> we're only I'm nine points away from in the comments. We're only nine points, uh, nine spots away from the audience score. So, like, yeah, yeah, pretty spot we're def- on. Yeah, we're pretty close to them. How we how they feel? So we get it. We understand <laughs> the people. <laughs> um, but um, thank you for Sabrina for coming yes, on. Yes, thank you so uh, much. You were the perfect oh, guest for this movie. This was yeah, so fun. Sharing your love for She's the Man. My favorite um, film. And I'm sure you're not the only one. We hopefully we get like um, you know uh, a pouring in of similar opinions. You know, oh, yeah. support for this movie. I'm not the only one. I know there's there we're not closeted. She's there the are man dozens guys, of you. For sure. Dozens. <laughs> there's perfect. an army. <laughs> army of, of of us who love she's the man who are obsessed <laughs> yeah and uh hopefully we're able to reach all of them mm-hmm. uh but you know we'll uh definitely want to get you back on again yes. you know maybe not for a movie you love as much okay. you know maybe we'll get one that you're more critical of who knows yeah. what a girl wants no <laughs> more amanda uh, bynes just the amanda bynes uh <laughs> <critic>. <laughs> you're our amanda bynes correspondent yeah uh basically um but yeah we'll see what that'll be But uh, until then, guys, uh, thank you for listening and uh, join us again next time for another Divided Film. Thanks a lot. Bye.